Well, Tucker Carlson is no longer at Fox News after a sudden announcement yesterday by Fox. And of course, the leftists are celebrating, but I don't think there's much cause for celebration. So we'll break this all down, explain what happened, why it probably happened, what this all means, and what we can look forward to for the future. Gosh, there's a lot to talk about today. This episode is brought to you by our friends at Good Ranchers. Go to GoodRanchers.com. Use code Allie at checkout for a discount. GoodRanchers.com, code Allie. Hey guys, welcome to Relatable. Happy Tuesday. Hope everyone has had a wonderful week so far. So before we get into all the things that we need to talk about, because man, I have so much to talk about today. If you didn't see on Instagram, fun experience that I had yesterday. So I was actually at the Daily Wire filming something with Candace, which will be out soon. It was a really fun discussion and debate about Catholicism versus Protestantism with her husband, actually, George Farmer, who is a brilliant and very kind guy. I think that y'all will get a lot out of that discussion. So I'll talk about it or I'll link it on Instagram or something when it comes out. But on the flight, I was sitting next to a celebrity. And well, let me back up before I even tell you who it was. Most of you probably know because you follow me on Instagram. So I was getting on to the flight. I fly pretty frequently. So I'm like one of the first people to to get on the plane. But I noticed that there was a person getting on the plane before they called group one or concierge key or whatever. And he was walking on the plane with a dog that was not on the leash. And you guys know, I am very strict about my airport rules, about the things that we should wear on airplanes, how we should behave when we're traveling. And one thing that's just crazy to me is the prevalence of animals, all kinds of animals on planes, especially when the dog is like sleeping across the aisle or across people's feet on the road. Like I like dogs, but I do think about the fact, okay, some people are allergic to dogs. Can we really trust that this dog isn't going to snap or growl or bark or disrupt this flight, whatever? I just think it's strange how accommodating we've become. And so I thought that it was really weird that this person was allowed to just like walk around the airport with his dog not on a leash, which was a very well-behaved dog. And it was a little bulldog. I don't even think they're genetically capable of attacking anyone. But they were getting on the flight and I was like, okay, that was odd. I actually texted my husband and was like, this person is walking around without without a a leash for his dog, which I just thought was funny. So then we get on the plane and I'm getting to my seat and I look at my ticket and I'm like, no way I am sitting by the unleashed dog. That is of all the seats I'm sitting by this unleashed dog. And then I get ready to put my stuff down and I say, oh, is this your book? Because there was a book in my seat. And I looked up and I was like, that is Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid and his dog, his bulldog are sitting right next to me on this plane. And I like kind of had a little internal freak out, but externally I stayed very calm, cool and collected. And I'm like, oh my gosh, does he know that he was like the first crush of every girl that was born between like 1988 and 1995 in the parent trap? I'm sure he knows. I'm sure he knows that. I don't need to tell him. I don't need to say anything. So the only thing I said was, what's your dog's name? And he said, Peaches. And then I didn't talk to him for the rest of the flight, which hopefully he appreciated because if I were someone like that, he's been famous for so long, has so many interactions with fans, I'm sure, over the span of his career. Maybe, Hopefully he appreciated the kind of silence and privacy that he had. But I have a friend who is the biggest Dennis Quaid fan who has ever lived. Like she has loved Dennis Quaid Probably from see, like from the time we watched Parent Trap when we were six years old in 1998. And so I was texting her and I was like, you are never going to guess who I'm sitting by right now. And she was like, oh my gosh, you have to get a picture. And of course, I wanted to attest to you guys that I was sitting by Dennis Quaid. And so finally, at the very end of the flight, actually, we were taxiing. We were almost to the jet bridge. And I finally said something about like, liking his stuff. I didn't even know what to say. What do you even say to someone who has been in so many movies? I 
think I said something dumb. Like, I appreciate your work. What? Do you even say that about an actor? I don't know. That's something like someone would say to me about my work. I don't know if you say that to an actor, but I did. And then we talked to, or I said something about the faith-based stuff that he's done recently. He played Reagan in a movie, but he also was in a movie recently. I think A Wing and A, Wing and a Prayer. There were several faith-based movies that he's done recently. And so I said something about that. We talked a little bit about the Reagan movie. He was super nice. He was very nice and like very polite. And that was that was basically, it was a very short conversation. And then I mustered up the courage to be like, I know that this is probably annoying, but will you please take a picture with me? And so we took a little selfie. I'll put it up if you're watching it on YouTube. But anyway, Dennis Quaid, very nice, very nice person. You never know. There's a wide range of celebrity personalities out there and you never know what you're going to get. And he was, it was a very pleasant interaction, a very pleasant experience, which is always great to see. So thanks Dennis Quaid for taking the time to chat with me for a second. And for all of you out there who are still like, oh, Nick Parker. Yeah, I got to meet him. Um, I think that's him and Channing Tatum. Those are like two of the only, besides uh, conservative media celebrities, those are two of the only celebrities that I've ever met. Tommy Lee from Motley Crue was sitting in front of me in a flight not that long ago. I think that's it. I think that's it. I can't remember. Anyway, so that was a little cool interaction. That was just a little story that I wanted to share that I thought that y'all would enjoy. Um, okay, let's get into this Tucker Carlson stuff, which we did talk about briefly. I did talk briefly about this with Tucker Carlson. Also, the lady on the other side of me across the aisle. At first, I thought that she was watching Tucker Carlson and I was going to like say something because we had had an interaction before we sat down and I was going to like say something about it. And then I realized that she was actually watching CNN and she was watching a clip of Tucker Carlson that they were playing on CNN. And she was like sharing the conversation. I wasn't like staring, but I, I just saw for a second that she was like all over the Anderson Cooper, Brian Stelter situation and was so excited about it. I was like, oh, lady, I don't think I don't think that we are on the same page at all. And I will explain the page that I am on and everything that happened and went down with Tucker Carlson in just a second. Let me go ahead and pause and tell you about our first sponsor for the day. That's Seven Weeks Coffee. I got to have my coffee in the morning. I'm just a coffee gal. And it's been a little bit difficult in this pregnancy because I've had an aversion to some coffee, but Seven Weeks coffee is truly so good. And it's not even the quality of their coffee, which I love that I love best about the company. It is the um, the values that they stand for and why they exist. The reason that they're called seven weeks coffee is because the baby in the womb at seven weeks gestation is the size of a coffee bean. And so they created this coffee company with the intent of using uh, 10% of its of its sales to support these pregnancy centers across the country. You guys know the pregnancy resource centers supply so much for these moms and these parents who are in need, find themselves with unexpected pregnancies and unexpected challenges. They meet their needs materially, but also emotionally and spiritually. And so Seven Weeks Coffee uses their sales to help support these companies. And they have already raised over $90,000 in their first year. They're now supporting over 450 pregnancy centers across the country. So you're going to drink coffee anyway. If you're a coffee drinker, you might as well spend your money on coffee that is doing really good. You can help save lives by buying coffee. Go to sevenweekscoffee.com. You can use promo code Allie at checkout. You'll get um, 10% off your order. That's sevenweekscoffee.com. Promo code Allie, 10% off your order. Sevenweekscoffee.com for that discount. All right, so yesterday was a shake-up day in conservative media. Most of you know about this. I mean, this was like, this was a big deal when I saw this. I think I saw Yashar Ali, who is a journalist, first report this, and I thought that he was joking. Now, why would he joke about this? I'm not really sure. It's not really like a funny joke, but it was just so jarring to me, so difficult to believe at first, so sudden that I thought, I don't know. It was some kind of elaborate prank. But then I went on Twitter and I saw it confirmed and Fox News released a statement saying Fox News Media and Tucker Carlson have agreed to part ways. Now, that's 
an interesting choice in words already that I'm not sure is reflective of reality. Have agreed to part ways. We thank him for his service to the network as a host and prior to that as a contributor. Mr. Carlson's last program was Friday, April 21st. So that's not always common either. A lot of times, okay, if this is an agreement to end a professional relationship, often it will be um, that the host has an opportunity to host their last show, say goodbye to their audience, kind of have a tribute to the show, to the team. He wasn't he wasn't able to do that. He wasn't given that opportunity, apparently. So his last show was last Friday, April 21st. And they say Fox News Tonight will air live at 8 p.m. ET starting this evening as an interim show helmed by rotating Fox News personalities until a new host is named. You'll probably remember they did that, I believe, in the seven o'clock hour when they moved Martha McCallum, isn't that what happened? And they did Fox News tonight and they rotated hosts for like a year before they finally landed on Jesse Waters. And so they're probably going to do that for a while. I'm really interested to see who they have to take his place. I bet that they're probably not rushed to find that person because they want to make sure that it is the correct choice. But if you look back at Friday's episode, a lot of people are talking about this. He had a final scene where he had on the guy, you probably saw this viral video, he's a pizza delivery guy and he actually helped cops stop this runaway criminal. He went to the sidewalk with his box of pizza, you can see it on the ring doorbell camera, and stuck out his foot and this fleeing criminal tripped over his foot and the tox- top uh, the cops were able to tackle him. And so Tucker had this guy on, they had pizza. It was like a fun, lighthearted segment. And then at the end of that, he says, see you Monday. So it does seem like this was very sudden. And some reports are saying that Tucker did not know about this, that he was surprised by this. And apparently that Tucker's staff even found out via Twitter that there was an internal communication about this and that this was very shocking. Now, the theories circulating, there are many theories circulating, have to do with Uh, a lot of different things. I don't think anyone knows for sure. I have talked to people who have a close relationship with Tucker Carlson, and at least as of yesterday, they did not know the real story behind it. So I'm sure there are some people in his close circle who really know exactly what happened or what was the impetus here. But right now, a bunch of people are speculating. Glenn Beck, my colleague, Megan Kelly, having been um, in primetime Fox slots, They have some insight and they have circulated some theories about what's going on. I don't think anyone knows for sure. So as of now, anyone who tells you this is exactly why he left or this is what's really going on behind the scenes, they're probably lying to you. They probably don't know. Um, As I said, Carlson gave no indication that he was leaving in his last nightly appearance. Axios reported that the decision to fire Carlson was made Friday night by Fox Corporation CEO Lachlan Murdoch and Fox News CEO Suzanne Scott. The LA Times is reporting that it was Fox Corporation chair Rupert Murdoch who made the final decision to part ways with Tucker Carlson. Nothing happens, of course, without the chair, Rupert Murdoch's final say-so. So obviously all of the top dogs at Fox were involved in this decision. Obviously what's incredible about this is how popular Tucker was. That's why there's so much consternation, so confu- so much confusion about this because he was number one in cable news. He was insanely popular. He left Hannity in the dust a while ago. And he's also the most interesting person in cable news. Of course, I'm saying this as a conservative, someone who largely agrees with him. However, there just isn't anyone like him on MSNBC or CNN. That's why he was so popular. He also had a unique audience. The Fox audience is very old. I mean, I shouldn't say very old, but it is older compared to the rest of the population. It's mostly 60 plus. And yet he 
carried more weight than other hosts did, other networks did, and other hosts on Fox with a younger audience. So he was very unique. And we all know, those of us who have watched Tucker, we know why he's unique. He has original thoughts. As I've heard a lot of people say, and as we've all observed, he's an incredible writer. He writes those opening monologues that make poignant points that maybe all of us have considered in one way or another, but we needed someone to articulate it in a profound and very clear way to confirm our suspicions that something's wrong with X, Y, or Z in our country. And that's what Tucker did. That's why he was so popular. I think I started tuning into him really, really regularly. My husband and I both did during COVID when Everything is marked by confusion, or maybe it was actually, it was during COVID, but right after the whole George Floyd thing, when he was really the only one saying what is true. And then, of course, after the Ukraine and Russia conflict, which, of course, is still ongoing, but after we heard that that was going to be World War III, again, he was the only one that I saw right away bucking up against the popular narrative. That is what he did. Even when it comes to something as contentious as January 6th, Tucker was willing to be the only one to say, wait, wait, wait. Is that true? Is that right? Should we believe what the government is saying? Should we believe what these agencies are saying? Should we believe what the other pundits are saying? That doesn't really match up. Look, you don't have very many pundits out there, certainly on liberal outlets, who are willing to do that, especially when it's some when it comes to something like the vaccine? Like that's the one thing that a lot of hosts, even conservative hosts, will not touch, including at Fox News. There are some who will, but most simply won't. They'll shill for, shill for the vaccine, like many other hosts on liberal outlets will. And so Tucker was willing to stand alone, and that is why he was so incredibly popular. And for a company that cares about their bottom line, cares about their popularity a lot, it is a very significant and seemingly strange decision to cut your top talent, knowing that the bench behind him is not very deep. Now, there are definitely some talented people at Fox News that could possibly rise to the occasion, maybe even people that we're not thinking of yet. Because I see a lot of people saying no one could fill his shoes. I happen to think that's probably true just because no one has his exact mind. And I think his mind is very interesting. But there could be people, there could be people who come up behind him who have talent and skill and things to say and thoughts that we haven't even really heard yet or we haven't even really considered yet. And so... While everyone is saying Fox News is going to implode, they're never going to be able to replace him. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's hard for me to believe that I will like a host as much as I like Tucker Carlson's show. But Fox is Fox. Even though cable news is losing popularity, absolutely, and it will continue to do so, Fox News is still Fox News. And they are going to look for a replacement. They're going to make sure that the show is successful, probably not as successful as it was when Tucker Carlson hosted it. Um, But they are going to buoy themselves. They lost Bill O'Reilly at the time. People thought that Bill O'Reilly was Fox News. At the top of his game, they let go of Bill O'Reilly. And then you had Megyn Kelly who walked away, who was in that primetime slot, And who I would have said, I would have said at the time, because I love, I still love Megyn Kelly so much. And I do think that she is one of the most interesting and compelling people in media to this day. And I thought so then. I thought there's no one who in the world is ever going to replace Megyn Kelly. Who's ever going to be as interesting as Megyn Kelly? Who is ever going to be able to bring the heat like Megyn Kelly did? I didn't even know who Tucker Carlson was then. A lot of people in media did, but I didn't. I had no idea. A lot of people didn't know who he was. And then Tucker Carlson comes along. And at the beginning of his show, I think his show did well. It did fine, but it really blew up in a really good way after 2020. So I say that to say that we don't know who could replace Tucker Carlson. And it might be someone who ends up in a couple years after they really kind of exercise and flex their hosting muscles, who ends up being a really, really strong host and hosts a really popular show. 
that is still possible. I just want to remind people that every time we think it's going to be the end of the world or an organization is going to just change and never be able to recover because they lost a top talent. I I mean, people have been saying that about all kinds of companies and all kinds of networks for a really long time. Maybe it's true. Maybe it's true. Maybe Fox is completely going downhill. They lost Dan Balgino, which is a huge loss. He's been there, I think, for about 15 years. And then we do see CNN imploding. And MSNBC is doing fine. They'll probably stay where they are with their demographic and the liberals in this country because they're really the only liberal cable news network that has any success at all. Um, And so, yes, we will see. We'll see the decline of cable news. But I'm not sure if that means that Fox is never going to recover and they are never going to be able to get back up on their feet and host a really popular primetime show. They probably will. The question is, who is going to host it? As I said, I don't know. Even looking outside of Fox, because of the decline of cable news, I just don't know that there are that many people who would want that job. Within Fox, probably. But look, the media landscape is not what it used to be. And I'm not sure how well people outside, or maybe you do really well, but people outside of the media landscape kind of realize how much it's changed. Even five years ago, I think I would have said that, of course, my the pinnacle of my conservative media career would be to host a show at Fox News, even knowing how unlikely that would be because there are so few people that ever get that privilege. But that's what I would have said. I think that's what most in conservative media would have said, that to have an interview on Fox, to be on primetime Fox as a contributor, as a guest, as a host, I mean, that is what everyone is going toward. And everything that you do as a conservative media contributor commentator is leading you to that hope. That's what most people in conservative media would have said, that everyone wants to vie for that top spot at Fox. That is not true anymore. That's not true anymore. Look, if Candace Owens or Ben Shapiro, if they got offered... That spot at Fox, I mean, it would still be really cool. But I mean, I I don't know their exact numbers, but I know they have a very large audience. They probably, probably make more money, have bigger reach, have greater influence, have more autonomy and freedom um, than they would if they moved to Fox. For Ben Shapiro to move to Fox, he would actually probably have a loss in reach, a loss in impact for a variety of reasons. One, his audience would become all of a sudden a lot older than it is. And so you just don't have that much of a lasting audience anymore. Your Fox be, or your audience becomes attached to the network rather than just to you. You don't have the freedom to say everything that you're going to say. Ben Shapiro already makes a lot of money doing what he does. He would no longer be able to do that anymore. So I'm not sure, like the most interesting people, the most successful people in conservative media are not at Fox News. They're not. You can make good money, have a huge impact, have tons of opportunities and so much flexibility and freedom. You can live wherever you want to if you have a popular podcast or some kind of digital media opportunity. There's really no reason for someone who is successful in conservative media outside of Fox to move to Fox, especially if you have to move to Manhattan. I mean, maybe that's not the case. I know that's not what Tucker Carlson was doing. So that is, that I don't know. I, I do think they'll be able to find someone. I think it's going to be difficult because the top people that I can think of that would be really good in that slot that would be the best at that slot are not at Fox News. And who's going to leave their post outside of Fox News in conservative media to go to Fox News and cut so much, so much benefit and freedom and money, honestly, probably, and reach from your life? I don't know. I don't know. As for Tucker Carlson, because of that landscape that I just described to you, where people in my position are no longer dreaming to go to Fox News. They're just not. That's not even on, it's not my, on my horizon. That's not a possibility. That's not a desire of mine. I would be insane. That would be insane. Like, it's so crazy how much it's, it's changed. That's just not a dream or goal of mine at all anymore. And that's true for most people, I think, in conservative media who have kind of made it out here. Um, 
and because of that, like Tucker Carlson, he is going to be successful somewhere else. He's going to be successful somewhere else. He's going to start his own thing. I mean, if Spotify were smart, if they weren't so ideologically driven, if they weren't so, um, you know, flimsy about their convictions, you know, they've defended Joe Rogan, who is not even a conservative, but like not really. They've kind of done that whole thing of like, oh, we believe in freedom of expression, but there are limits, blah, blah, blah. And so, but if they were smart and if they just cared about their bottom line, which these companies should, then they would give Tucker Carlson a deal like they gave Joe Rogan. But they're probably not going to do that because of the ridiculous accusation that he's some kind of extremist or he's out there, he's on the quote unquote far right. That would be smart. That would be smart of of them. He could go to Rumble. He could start his own thing there. He would have incredibly large reach, an incredible impact, make a lot of money, make the company a lot of money. I know that every conservative media outlet is reaching out to him right now and saying, hey, come on over. Might be a little bit of a pay cut, but we'll treat you right. Of course, that would be a huge benefit to all of these conservative companies to have Tucker Carlson. I think a lot of people leave Fox. And they think that their audience will follow them. And it doesn't happen. Because I I think that there are probably some people at Fox who think, no, I'm different. I'm the host. I'm the contributor that people, they tune tune in for me. They watch for me. And they're going to follow me wherever I go. Most of the time, that's not true. It's just not. That's just the tough truth of it is that they're going to keep watching whoever replaces you. I think Tucker is different in the same way that Megyn Kelly was different. Megyn Kelly is now wildly successful with her podcast. It's not the same as cable news. I think it's better. She is totally free to say what she wants to say. She has an incredible reach, incredible impact, so much influence in a way that I think is better and more effective than when she was at Fox. She does really well. She has had an audience after several years after she quit following her and supporting her. And then a new audience that probably didn't watch cable news, a younger audience. So again, not benefit for her. I think that will also be true for Tucker Carlson, that he will find a new audience. He will find a younger audience. He will find a more curious audience, that he will be even freer to say what he really wants to say. Um, so I think this will end up being really beneficial. Now, there are a lot of people who are celebrating this and who are saying, this is amazing. This is a win. Um, for the left, and this is a win for democracy, blah, blah, blah. One of those people is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, one of our favorites here on this show, AOC. And before I play you her reaction to what he said, let me play you something that may or may not have played into um, his exit. Not that I think that Fox News is listening to AOC but it, it's just another one of the contributing factors in the kind of like mountain of opposition against Tucker Carlson because he is such a free thinker and truth speaker. She was on Jen Psaki's show. Do you remember her? Circle back girl. She was press secretary. I was trying to talk about her the other day and I completely blinked on her name. She still has a show on MSNBC. She could never dream of having a show as popular as Tucker Carlson. She would never be as talented as Tucker Carlson. But she, had a, she has a show on MSNBC, and she interviewed a few days ago Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. And here's what AOC had to say about what should happen to a show like Tucker's. And when you look at what Tucker Carlson and some of these other folks on Fox do, it is very, very clearly incitement of violence. Very clearly incitement of violence. And... That is the line that I think we have to uh, be willing to contend with. It's not. It's actually not very clearly incitement of violence. Incitement of violence is actual explicit incitement of violence. You are actually encouraging people actively and explicitly to go out and harm someone physically, to commit acts of violence, saying things that are controversial, stating opinions giving facts, reporting on a story, even talking about how crazy Ocasio-Cortez is, is not incitement of violence. Unfortunately, there are very deranged people 
who will take what someone says and say, well, that motivates that motivates me to be violent or to threaten that person, which is awful. I don't think anyone should receive that. Even AOC, I don't think anyone should be on the receiving end of those kind of threats and threats of violence and the death threats that she says that she's gotten. But he does not fit the bill. His words do not fit the bill for what incitement of violence is. Really, she just doesn't like his reporting. She doesn't like his reporting. If he is guilty of incitement of violence, then all the people on the leftist networks are guilty of incitement of violence too for lying about the BLM riots and protests and saying things like riots are the voice of the unheard and that this kind of violence is actually justified in order to fight back against injustice. And actually, we've seen many Democratic Congress people, many Democratic Congress people say that people need to go out in the streets. This includes Kamala Harris. This includes Maxine Waters saying that people need to rise up and go in the streets. And you could definitely argue that there was some kind of tacit encouragement of the threats and the violence against the Supreme Court justices after the Dobbs decision was decided last year. But what AOC means is that she just doesn't like Tucker Carlson. And so after this was announced yesterday, she got on Instagram Live and she decided to celebrate what happened. Here's what she had to say. Tucker Carlson is out at Fox News. Couldn't have happened to a better guy. Um, what I will say, though, is while I'm very glad that the person that was arguably responsible for the some of the largest driving some of the most uh, amounts of death threats and violent threats, not just to my office, but to plenty of people across the country. Um, I also kind of feel like I'm like waiting for the cutscene at the end of a Marvel movie after all the credits have rolled. And then you see like the villains like hand reemerge out to grip, grip over like the end of a building or something. But deplatforming works and it is important and um there you go good things can happen you got issues girl you got issues tucker's not going away he's not y'all are going to be very disappointed to find that tucker carlson still has incredible reach and impact and is probably more effective in whatever his new role is than will he will have been at fox um, you've also got the ladies at The View. We'll talk about that in a second. Let me pause and tell you about our next sponsor for the day, and that is My Patriot Supply. So it's better to be safe than sorry, especially when it comes to your food supply. If something should happen, you can't get access to food. Who even knows? Who even knows all the factors or all the circumstances that could play into that? I think we've learned that we can't predict the future. Uh, you just need to make sure that your family is taken care of. And that's why we have food supply kits from My Patriot Supply. This is a three-month emergency food supply kit. You want to get one kit for every member of your family, and that way you have it. It's just peace of mind. And they last in storage for up to 30 years. And so hopefully you'll never have to use it, but you you will be really, really glad if you ever need it that you have it. You can just kind of cross that off of your list for at least one layer of protection and preparation that you have should things really hit the fan. And also, if you order yours today, you will receive a free gravity-powered Alexa Pure Pro Water Filtration System. Water is the most important part of any preparation. If you're preparing for an emergency situation. And so they include an Alexa Pure Pro Water Filtration System, which is valued at $279 as a free bonus. So get your three-month kit and a free Alexa Pro by ordering today at mypatriotsupply.com, mypatriotsupply.com. All right, here are the ladies at The View celebrating the news of Tucker Carlson's departure from Fox yesterday. Wave. <laughs> Come on, folks. Na, 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 na. Hey, goodbye. He is responsible for the degradation that we see somewhat of our democracy in this country. And I just think as a faithful person, look at God. 
Look at God. What? What? Okay, you know why there's five of those women on that show? Because not a single one of them could carry a show by themselves. Not a single one of them could hope for the kinds of ratings, the kinds of pop, the kind of popularity that Tucker Carlson had. And so, oh my gosh, the best they can do is the cringe-tastic wave, like it's 1998, and sing a stupid, silly song about Tucker Carlson leaving Fox. And look to God, what in the world are you talking about? What in the world are you talking about? Do you think the chaos and the confusion and the absolute hot mess that is the view every day in any way represents order or truth or beauty or brings value to anyone's life. The view is a net negative on society. You can celebrate Tucker Carlson's departure all you want to. You still, not a single one of you, will ever have the influence that he has had. And that's just the truth of it. So before we talk about some more responses, I do want to go back a little bit. I'm going a little bit out of order because the kind of reaction that I had at the beginning was just extemporaneous, just speaking as someone who is on the outside of mainstream conservative media and yet has had many interactions, probably with all of the corporate media outlets at this point and most of the non-corporate media outlets. Um, And so I, I don't claim to have any you know, fascinating insider information, maybe more than most people out there, but I don't have like a a ton of special Fox News, Tucker Carlson insider, anything like that. But just just kind of from my perspective as someone who has been in conservative media for however many years it's been now, five, six, seven years, I don't even remember. Um, it, it is interesting to see how the media landscape has changed and how that's going to play out with this kind of shakeup. But I do want to talk a little bit about what people are talking about could be the reason for his departure. So you may or may not know about the Dominion Voting Systems defamation suit, where basically Dominion Voting Systems sued Fox News for defamation. Now, it's really hard to win a case by accusing an entity or an individual of defamation because there's a lot that you have to prove. Understandably, there's a very high standard because we have something called the First Amendment. And the First Amendment guarantees our right to free speech. There is a very high standard for journalists. They should be able to say what they want to say without fear that they are going to get punished by the government in some way. And so basically what Dominion has tried to prove is that the host that talked about the corruption of the Dominion voting systems, that the accusation was that they were used in a corrupt way in order to guarantee the election for Joe Biden and make Trump lose. They tried to show that the host knew that that was not true. And yet they turned around and told their audience that it absolutely was true. And they ended up settling. Fox News ended up settling with Dominion voting systems. There were, because there, there there was some proof that there were some hosts that knew that the information they were getting about Dominion voting systems being corrupted, that it was sketchy and they did go on air and they talked about it anyway. And so some people are saying this was a part of that settlement, that Dominion said as a part of the settlement, you have to let some of these people go, including Tucker Carlson. Does it make a whole lot of sense because Tucker Carlson is actually the one who went on air and said that a lot of those claims are totally bogus? Because you'll remember it was attorney Sidney Powell who was trying to prove that these Dominion voting systems, that they were corrupted, that they were guaranteeing the win for Biden. And Tucker invited Sidney Powell on his show and said, look, bring us the evidence. Show us that this is true. And he basically called her a liar in nicer terms, because he wanted to see the evidence. He didn't believe that she was able to present the evidence. And so he told his audience, I don't think these claims are true because she hasn't brought any evidence forth that they are true. And so it doesn't really make that much sense for the defamation suit to be a part of this. Um, I don't I don't know the answer to this. I think that there were probably a lot of internal and external factors. A lot of it had to do with the fact that he faces so much 
opposition. There had to be internal, external pressures. I I don't know that any of us on the outside can put our finger on any one thing and say, that was it. Um, I've heard Megyn Kelly analyze this, that Rupert Murdoch isn't someone that listens to like a bunch of outside voices or the media or what people are negatively saying about a host. So it had to be more than that. But I'm sure that the opposition had to have contributed again to lose your top talent and to say you're out and you don't even get a goodbye show and your staff doesn't even really get a formal announcement before we say something on Twitter Like something big had to have occurred here to take that kind of loss and to not know who is coming up behind you. I mean, that's that's really big. That that's a that's a really big decision for him to have made. Uh, Now, Tucker has been um, he's been facing calls for censorship for a very long time. If you just look up Tucker Carlson's name on Twitter, you will see a slew of leftists for the past several years saying that he should be taken off air. I mean, these are the people who, of course, claim to be anti-fascist themselves, who claim to be for freedom and for rights and for equality. And yet they believe that a journalist, because of his opinions, because of his factual reporting even, because of his investigations, that he should be taken off air because they disagree with him. These people always applaud government force and state action when it aligns with their value system, when it aligns with their worldview. They will stop at nothing to use the powers that be to crush their enemies. Meanwhile, they will call you the Nazi and you the fascist. That's, of course, what they did with Tucker Carlson. One of their biggest gripes was with his so-called replacement theory. He talked about immigration a lot. That's something that he really cared about and obviously believed that illegal immigration was a big problem. And he simply cited articles and statements in liberal media by Democrats, Democrat activists, and also Democrat politicians who said, look, America is getting less white. And if America is less white, it's going to become more democratic. Is that a replacement theory or is that just what Democrats are saying? So Tucker Carlson would talk about that. He would talk about that reality that demographic shifts in the country are going to make a difference in culture. They're going to make a difference in crime. They're going to make a difference in how our government functions. It's going to make a difference in simply the a new mass of any type of person is going to change um, safety. It's going to change cleanliness. It's going to change neighborhoods. Of course, it's going to change things. It's going to change the job market. It's going to change the economy. It's going to change the values of a country. That's true. He is simply repeating what Democrats say about this, but he's saying it's a bad thing. They're saying it's a good thing. And of course, I'm on Tucker Carlson's side on this. I'm on the side of order. Democrats are on the side of chaos. And so this is one of the things that he would say often, this so-called replacement theory, which they would say is white supremacist, that they would use as a reason to take him off air. Of course, him revealing some of the behind the scenes that happened on January 6th, him questioning the Ukraine-Russia narrative. And look, I mean, Fox has gotten more liberal. I don't know, again, if this is the reason why he was let go so suddenly. I don't know. Fox has gotten more liberal. Bruce slash Caitlyn Jenner is a contributor on Fox, a regular on Sean Hannity's show. I mean, I I see the other Fox hosts praising him and saying, you know, this person is on our side. Look, Caitlyn Jenner is just as much of a mockery of women as Dylan Mulvaney is. Like, he is just as much advancing this very dangerous idea that a man can become a woman. If you affirm this idea that a man can become a woman, that Bruce Jenner is a woman, then why can't men and boys go into women's locker rooms and bathrooms? Why can't they compete on the same athletic teams as girls? Why do we have sex-exclusive spaces, domestic shelters, prisons, rights, laws? If a man can become a woman, if Bruce is really Caitlyn, and we're calling him she, her, then 
we really don't have any leg to stand on at all when it comes to fighting for women's privacy and fairness in rights. And by platforming this person, by affirming the idea that he is actually a woman, you're actually uh, obliterating any of the things that you might say that you're fighting for in this battle against gender ideology. But the right is very weak. We see someone who agrees with us a little bit and we just, we ignore the, the big picture of the battle of the war that we're fighting. Um, and so, and he didn't do that. And I think if I remember correctly, he actually uses correct pronouns, biological pronouns for people. So he just wasn't on the same trajectory that Fox is, which I think is a liberal trajectory. You'll remember a couple years ago that they had a segment. I, I like Dana Perino. I, I really do. But it was Dana Perino's show where they did this glowing segment of this family who had a little boy or had a little girl rather that they transitioned to a little boy at like two years old. This was a celebration of Pride Month. I think it was last year and we were all supposed to applaud and think this is beautiful. Are you kidding me? That means that you are playing a part in these minors being permanently maimed and sterilized in the name of so-called gender affirmation. So we've got our conservative media outlet going down that path. And as far as I could see, as far as I could see, Tucker wasn't really playing along with it. And I thought that his speech at um, the Heritage 50th anniversary dinner on Friday. And I'm so sad I couldn't make it. I spoke for, I, I spoke at the, they had like a few day long thing. And I spoke on Wednesday and I had to leave on Thursday. I, I might be getting my days mixed up or maybe it was Thursday. I had to leave on Friday. I think that's what it was anyway, but I couldn't stay. I, I couldn't stay for the banquet that night. And so I didn't get to see the speech live, but I caught the clips of it after. And I think this just goes to show like how far apart he is from so many of the other people at Fox that one made him really popular, but also made him maybe not fit as well as some other more moderate or liberal people do at Fox. So here's part of his speech. I don't think we're watching a debate over how to get to the best outcome. I think that's completely wrong. And I've come to this conclusion, not, and I should say at the outset, I'm an Episcopalian, so don't take any theological advice from me, because I don't have any. I grew up in the foul, shallowest faith tradition that's ever been invented. It's not even a Christian religion at this point. Um, I say with shame. But I'm just saying this as an observer of what's going on. There is no way to assess, say, the transgenderist movement with that mindset. Policy papers don't account for it at all. If you have people who are saying, I have an idea, let's castrate the next generation. Let's sexually mutilate children. I'm sorry, that's not a political debate. What? There's nothing to do with politics. What's the outcome we're desiring here? An androgynous population? Is that really what we are? We arguing for that? I don't, I don't think anyone could like, defend that as a positive outcome. But the weight of the government and uh, you know, a lot of corporate interests are behind that. Yeah. So you're not allowed to say those things. You're not allowed to call, quote unquote, gender affirmation, the sexual mutilation of children. And yet that's what he does. And that's what I, that's what I've always liked about Tucker is that he goes beyond the political talking points to something that's deeper. I think he sees the moral and the spiritual side of this, even if he himself is not theologically there yet. And I, I'm just guessing based on what he just said, he is correct about most of the Episcopalian denomination. And I think it's very like charming and compelling to hear him say that himself. And I've, I've wondered that. I, I've wondered actually about his kind of theology and about his Christianity and about his faith and um, what it looks like now. Tucker, if you don't have an ESV study Bible, we'll send you one. You should go out and get one. And then also you should join your local church. Um, but God has given him a wisdom through at least the gift of common grace. I do think that God has given Tucker Carlson interesting and special insight and wisdom and discernment into things that 
other people simply don't have. That's not to say that he is infallible or inerrant. I don't even agree with everything that he has said or that he's never made a mistake or that he's never worded things wrongly. I'm not saying that. But it is interesting to see God use an Episcopalian, use a pundit like Tucker Carlson to kind of peel back the layers for a lot of us. And I've spent a lot of time saying, you know, he is going to be bigger and better than before. And I do think ultimately that's true. But I also want to admit like this is a loss. It is a loss. We don't now as social conservatives, and I'm more socially conservative than he is for sure, because just some of, I'm not sure if we even agree on all of the LGBTQ stuff. You guys know I'm for traditional marriage and traditional marriage only. I'm not sure what he believes about those things, but he was probably the most socially conservative person on mainstream media. And to have someone with that kind of platform in the mainstream whose clips are then circulated and go viral basically on a daily basis, that did something. That did move the needle. That did kind of give a lot of us cover to say things. Oh, Tucker already talked about it. Okay, now other people feel less scared to talk about it. Tucker asked that question. Now other people feel less scared to ask that question, which is exactly why the left opposed him so much because of that. It was because of the trickle down effect that he had on the rest of us in non-corporate media. It was on the trickle it was because of the trickle down effect that he had on the everyday person to ask the questions, the forbidden questions to say the thing that you're not supposed to say. It's not necessarily that Tucker said things that none of us are thinking or that none of us had thought of. It's that he unclothed them them on live television to millions and millions of people. He actually just said things that a lot of us have already been thinking. And maybe some of you have been too scared to say. That's really kind of what all of our purpose is in this media space. Um, So it is a loss. There is a cause for celebration somewhat on the left, at least in the interim, before he figures out what he's going to do and gets behind another microphone. And it'll be a while. Believe it or not, it'll take him a little bit to build back up his audience. And some people won't move from Fox. I think a large portion will. Some people won't. So it is a loss. I mean, it is a reason to be sad, especially for that older demographic who, who watch Fox News for their news, who don't want to mess around with podcasts. You don't know what Rumble is. They don't want to get on YouTube. They're just not a phone generation. There's nothing wrong with that. They want to watch someone like Tucker on the news. I actually think it's really important for the baby boomers to watch Tucker Carlson instead of some other pundits that really have no idea what's going on in the culture wars. And they don't get to do that anymore. So it is a loss. I don't want to just uh, spin this in an exclusively positive way. It's a loss for the conservative movement. It, it's, it is a loss in the culture wars, at least temporarily. Again, ultimately, I think he is going to be better off. I think he's going to love his life. I was just telling, um, we, when I was getting my makeup done, I was talking about it. And I was like, man, if I were Tucker Carlson right now, and who knows, I'm sure there's so much stress that goes on in you know, his life right now. But I would be planning a vacation with my spouse and I would just use my millions of dollars. I would take a private jet to a private island and go fish and chill for like a month and not worry about the day-to-day news and just forget about it all. Man, that is absolutely what I would do. I think that we will all miss him and be vying for him to get behind the mic and have influence again. But I think that's what I would do. I mean, I'll talk about this in a second just to close this out. But um, he apparently, I don't know Tucker personally, by the way. I've been on his show a few times. I was on his show a lot in 2018, 2019. Um, but I don't, I don't know him personally at all. But from what I've heard, he has an incredible family that's very close-knit. He has four kids. He's been married to the same woman for uh, a long amount of time, which uh, is not something that a lot of people can say in conservative or not conservative media, uh, just in media who are his critics, is that he seems like an actual, like a great dad and a family man and someone who cares about people. Maybe he'll just take this time to enjoy that and not be bogged down with the day to day. Who knows? Who knows? But I have heard like 
he comes from like a very, very, he has a very stable family life, which I think in the midst of turbulence and trials in your own life, that just keeps you sane. That keeps you grounded. So for many, many reasons, I'm not worried about the future for Tucker Carlson, but I'll close this on some, what I thought were just like really sweet and cool stories about Tucker um, in just a second. Let me tell you about our next sponsor. That's Patriot Mobile. All right. If you want to start spending, stop spending your money um, on a service that is provided by a company that hates you, hates your values, you should switch to the only Christian conservative wireless provider that exists. And that is Patriot Mobile. They offer dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. So you get the best possible service in your area without the woke propaganda pushed by leftists working hard to destroy this country. So when you switch to Patriot Mobile, you are supporting free speech, the sanctity of life, our veterans, our first responders, the second amendment, all the things that you hold dear, rather than supporting the causes that are directly opposed to all the things that you hold dear. So go to patriotmobile.com slash Allie or call them 878-PATRIOT. With my offer code Allie, you can get free activation today. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Allie. Use code Allie at checkout. patriotmobile.com slash Allie. So I know that Tucker didn't like die or something, and it might seem like what I'm about to read are instances of memorializing him. But as I said, it's a big loss. It's a big change. We're not going to be able to see him every night and rely on that coverage every night. And because so many people are taking this opportunity on the left to vilify him and to gloat as if, again, they could ever dream of being half as successful as Tucker Carlson. Um, A lot of people on the right are telling what I think are very sweet and touching stories about their interactions um, with Tucker. Megan Basham, uh, she tweeted, uh, she tweeted, I had no profile when Tucker did this to me. And she's responding to a tweet by Matt Walsh that I'll send in a second. But she says he got my cell number from a mutual friend and texted me to let me know he'd read something I'd written and liked it. Wanted to encourage me that my work on the church was important and to keep going. Megan works for the Daily Wire and she reports on a lot of the things that are going on in like Big Eva and progressive Christianity. I'm also very thankful for her work. So Tucker Carlson reached out to her who, you know, compared to Tucker Carlson, has a very, very, very small platform. And he took the time to encourage her as someone who is very busy, who has, you know, he can talk to heads of state really anytime that he wants to. He's got politicians in his pocket. It's a very kind thing to do. Matt Walsh said, Tucker sent me a text message out of the blue several years ago just to tell me he appreciates my work. I had a much lower profile back then. I didn't think he even knew who I was. He took the time to track my number down and reach out. Very few people like that in the business. Nate Hawkman, he works for Governor DeSantis. Tucker Carlson once called me out of the blue because he had heard through friends that I was going through a rough patch. We had never spoken before, but he took 45 minutes out of his night to offer support slash advice. It remains one of the most surreal experiences in my life. One of the most powerful men in conservative politics took the time to sit down and call some random 23-year-old kid he had never met just to tell him to hang in there and to ask if there was anything he could do to help. It's something I will never forget. And then this is really sweet. This is so sweet. I mean, how many of us can say this about ourselves? How many of Tucker's critics can say this about themselves? Can Anna Navarro say that she's done ever ever done something like this? I don't know. I don't I maybe, probably not. Larry O'Connor is a radio talk show host. He's a frequent guest on Fox. He's a columnist. He said When I first moved to D.C., Tucker Carlson heard it was my first Thanksgiving away from home. I had just gone through a divorce and my kids were on the other side of the country. He invited me to his home and I enjoyed Thanksgiving with his father, his wife, his children and his dogs. They treated me like I was part of the family. It turned what would have been a sad and lonely day into one I'll never forget. His family is full of joy and love and laughter. Tucker is the winner today. That's so kind. Again, someone that he maybe knew a little bit, but didn't really know, you know, a lot of us, because especially Tucker, like, I'm sure he cares a lot about his privacy. I care a lot about our privacy, and I'm not even close to the level that Tucker is. And for him to invite someone that he doesn't completely know into his home, just because he knows that person is lonely, that's pretty incredible. That says a lot about a person's character. 
So you can call him whatever names you want. You cannot like him. You cannot like his opinions. I guarantee that he has more character and more compassion than all of the people on the left who are criticizing him, probably combined. Again, for someone to take the time to do this, it says a lot. Like, again, I'm as someone who has met most of these people and met a lot of conservative politicians, met a lot of people in conservative politics, people who have a much smaller platform than Tucker Carlson behind the scenes are very often not kind. They think that they're far more important than they actually are. They condescend everyone. They treat they, they scream at and cuss at people who don't do things exactly like they want them to. People who you might even be like, who even is that? But maybe who has a small platform who think that, you know, they walk on water. There are Republican politicians that are, you know, they seem very kind and charming and whatever. They are, you know, good Christians. And then behind the scenes, they are not nice at all. They think that they are very important and should be catered to in every way at every moment and would never deign, would never deign to reach out to someone smaller than them and say, hey, you're doing a good job. Hey, I know this is a hard time. You can do it. Hey, I really appreciate your work. That's rare. I'm telling you right now, that is rare. Even if it's not through malice, just sheer busyness that, you know, people in media go through every day. They just don't take the time to reach out to people, but Tucker does. And I think that's really, I think that's cool. I think that says a lot about him. Um, and probably speaks to why his family is so cohesive, again, which is just very rare when it comes to, when it comes to media. Um, okay, I'm going to play this one, one of my um, favorite clips that I've seen over the years of Tucker Carlson, which I think like speaks to all of this in just a second. Let me just go ahead and tell you about our last sponsor for the day. And that is Eden Pure. All right. If you want to purify your home and make sure that the air that you're breathing is free of, you know, the mold, the bacteria, the viruses, the odors that you don't want, then you need to make sure you have a really good air purifier. That's why I love Eden Pure. Eden Pure air purifiers, they plug right into your wall. They're seamless and you don't even notice it. It doesn't even make any noise. It uses O3 technology to really clean and purify your air. And it's typically really expensive to get like these high quality air purifiers. But if you go to EdenPureDeals.com and use my discount code Allie, you can save $200. So you can get three air purifiers from Eden Pure, get their three thunderstorm air purifiers for under $200, which is a really, really good deal. So that's whole home protection for under $200 with my promo code Allie. So go to EdenPureDeals.com, code Allie at checkout, EdenPureDeals.com, code Allie. All right. I had a lot more to say about some other things that we were going to talk about today. Biden announced his reelection. Don, Don Lemon, Don Lemon out at CNN. There's not that much to say about that. I don't really care about Don Lemon. I was just sad that I didn't get to hear Tucker last night talk about Don Lemon and talk about his exit. Um, and then also some Biden comments. Oh, gosh, there's so much to talk about. This is what happens when I'm out of town. I have so much to talk about and I can't ever fit it into one episode. So we'll sprinkle it throughout the week. Um, here is the Tucker Carlson interaction that ended up going viral in Manhattan from a few years ago. This guy thought he was going to be like cool trying to secretly approach Tucker Carlson with a video camera and maybe catch him at a bad moment and see that he was really this like mean snarky guy. But here's what happened instead. How are you doing? Great. I didn't know you could fish here. Huh? What's that? It's called a video camera. Oh, I didn't know you could fish here. You can. You can? Yeah. What are you fishing for? Are you videotaping me? Yeah. Why? Because you're in public, I can. Well, I know you can. I, okay. I'm not challenging your right. I just okay. want to know why you I want. find it interesting that you're fishing in Central Park. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely allowed. Okay. It's allowed in three ponds. It's allowed in the pond. I've never seen anybody fish here before. I videotaped that, which I find interesting and unique about the city of New York. Well, it's a good thing. Yeah, you can. You can um, go right on the, the Central Park website. And I'll okay. tell you, you can fish in the mirror. Yeah, no, I'm not challenging the fact that you can. I'm just curious. I've never seen anybody fishing. It's not very good fishing. And there are too many people around. What kind of fish are there? Um... There are largemouth bass. In this thing here? Yep. And what do you use for bait? 
Uh, I'm why fly fish, so I use flies. Do you catch the flies yourself? No, flies are, I'll show you. Oh, those are the things you make. Uh, you, exactly. Yeah, 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 okay, the string. I'm stupid, I don't, I don't fly fish. That's all right, most people don't. I've been like deep, you know, sea water, you know, deep sea fishing. On party boats and such, French boats. Oh, okay. See, and you tie them. Yeah, yeah. You and tie your own flies? I do, yeah. You do? Where'd you grow up? Uh, I grew up in California. Yeah, you did a lot of fly fishing out there? Not really. No? Okay. So there was more to that clip, but I just thought it was funny. I thought it was like a sweet interaction. You could tell that he was like, okay... You know, he, I'm sure he didn't appreciate someone secretly videotaping him. I wouldn't like that either. But he turned the interaction into something nice. There's been several instances like that over the years. I just appreciate that. So I'm excited for Tucker. I'm excited to see what comes next for him. It'll be so interesting. Yesterday was such an interesting day in conservative media. Gosh. And so people will follow him. He will continue to have an impact and influence, and we'll see exactly what that looks like. Much to the chagrin of AOC, that villainous hand that she thinks is going to take a grip on the building after the credits roll, it's a coming. However, however, maybe she should consider that she is the villain in this tale. All right, that's all we've got for today. We will be back here tomorrow with much, 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 much more. See you guys then.